Welcome to another episode of Talk Toby to Me. I'm Jess. And I'm Meg, and we're two sisters that love to talk all things business, mindset, self-development, and everything in between. This is normally part of our weekly phone catch-ups, but hot girls don't gatekeep, so we've decided to bring our combos to you. Hey, Sissy Bay. Hey, Boo. How's your week been? It's been busy, very busy. We flew home from Sydney after Tony Robbins on Monday morning. So when we got home, I was just straight into client check-ins. Monday, Tuesday, like my big client check-in days. Then I had a few discovery calls for new clients. And then it also happens to be the time of year when we have to do our sports nutrition CPD. So I started doing that. You do a couple of quizzes and then a case study. And usually because it's sports nutrition, usually the case studies are like totally not relevant to my clientele. Yeah. Mm. And so it's usually interesting, but like I always kind of finish it going, I'm literally never going to use this for what I want to do. But this year it's all about behavioral change. So I'm literally just like flying through it because it's it's like my area of expertise. I love that. Yeah. So just getting that done. I also randomly got it. Well, not random. I've had a book for ages, but I kind of forgot I had a book, but I got a, t- a new tiny tat, new fine Love line tat. It. Um, Love it. I've already seen it, obviously. Yeah. So I got a little snowy mountain on my arm. Very on brand. It's my happiest place in the world. Oh, and we launched that masterclass. I mentioned it a few episodes ago. It's called Unfuck Your Metabolism. So it's for anyone who feels they are constantly eating low calories and not able to lose weight. And I'm going to go into detail about all things energy balance and how I'm going to debunk a broken metabolism. This is pop secret information here because I haven't told anyone on Instagram that that's what it's about. But basically people who think their metabolism is broken, I'm going to be... That that like triggers me. Like when people say that, I'm like, not triggers me, but I'm like, bro... No, it's yeah. You don't it's have a, a fucked metabolism. You're just you don't understand energy inverse energy out. Yeah, and also it's some people have a downregulated metabolism. So I'm going to be educating on how metabolic adaptation works, and then what you can do to actually increase your metabolism if you seriously have got a lowered total daily energy expenditure, or also bring to light 99% of the time that people don't have anything wrong with their metabolism. And there's a series of other reasons why they feel like Mm. they're always eating low calories and not getting results. So it's basically for everyone who can't achieve their fat loss goals. Um, The link's in my coaching Instagram, mgtvy.coaching. If you want to join, it's a free class. I've got a friend who I'm literally picturing that's perfect for and I've got to forward her the email because I did get that. Yeah, I'm really excited because I haven't done a free masterclass like this before. So Love and I just, it's like something I'm obviously talking about to a lot of new clients all the time. Mm, I'm going to come. Yay. I'll definitely learn from it too. You're going to learn today. You're going to learn. But yeah, everyone's welcome. And that's me. How was your week? My week was good. I feel like probably we were in the same boat, like, because you had Tony Robbins and I had the hens, it, like, threw off, like, we couldn't record the pod, our normal Friday, so it kind of, not threw off my week, but I had to slot a few extra things in that I would normally do, like, on the Friday or whatever. So I had my Monday mentorship calls, I had my own new coaching call for the new like gut protocol that I'm starting with Jordan Briggs and then my normal work days, but I had like quite a bit of admin stuff to get through in the mornings, just including the podcast recording that we did earlier this week. And 
yeah, now we're back to Friday. Yeah, Wednesday um, was that was a big day. We recorded Wednesday morning and then I, I edited the podcast and then I had to send it to Jess and then we had to like review it. We were like reviewing it at like 10 p.m. Like yeah. discussing. And I actually had gotten up, at, I think, at 4.15 that day to try this new gym. Oh, that's part of my update. I tried a new gym this week and love. I went again this morning and I love it. I'll definitely be going like regularly. It's the biggest vibe. So it's called The Yard. I'm actually not sure if you guys have it in Queensland, but it's a franchise in New South Wales. I'm not, I'm sure it will be coming to Queensland if it's not already there. Yeah, I don't there. think we have it yet. Yeah, I definitely can foresee it coming. So basically it's group classes, but it's not like, that's not my vibe. So it's not like your normal group class environment. I don't know, maybe there is something like it on the Gold Coast already, but you come into the gym and you do like a big warm up together and then you pick a side, whether it's turf or rig and turf is more conditioning, like cardio based and rig is like strength. Oh, that's just like so, never quit where I was Yeah, going. right. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, so yeah, we obviously did the strength side and on, and I think they, it's good because they, it's actually programmed well. So you can do like, it's not like if you go to multiple classes, you're doing the same muscle group. Mm. Um, so Monday was, I think chest and I can't remember, but it was some kind of upper body. And then this morning was deadlifts, hip thrusts and a little bit of like conditioning at the end. Um, so that was really cool. I will definitely be going there. I just needed like a bit of more motivation because I feel like the vibe at the gym I was going to kind of just lost the vibe mm. and I definitely wasn't bringing the vibe <laughs> myself, which I, it's so bizarre for me because I love like normally gym is like my favorite activity and I just was in my like chill era and I was like, I just need to mix it up. So the yard, loving it. And then that night was extra intense for me because I did my first group coaching call under Jordan's coaching, as in I was a like an attendee at the group coaching call. Because when I say I'm doing this gut protocol, it's yes, I'm taking supplements and like doing things with my diet, but it's a lot of embodiment work and a lot of like um, feminine energetic work, trying to get out of my masculine and kind of, you know, fix my adrenals and like slow down and get more into my femme flowy kind of state. And one of the group calls that he does fortnightly is like a women's circle. And I've never done anything like this before. And I had no idea what to expect going into the call. And it was huge. Like it was so transformational for me. And I haven't actually told Meg anything about it yet. Uh, it's pretty heavy. So I'll, I'll share that with you, obviously, off the off air. But basically it was a group of women and he tapped it like he kind of got us all to tap into this meditation and then he was kind of asking questions around like the relationship with our mother and things like that and I just did not expect to go so like it to go so heavy like so quickly but it was exactly what I needed Mm. and I ended up having to like mute my video while I like bawled for like 30 minutes or something while he was in this put had us in this meditation kind of you know like getting us to reflect on certain memories or things to do with our relationship with our mother and things like that and then we came out of it and all kind of had the opportunity to share and I thought look in the spirit of tapping into my femme I'll put my hand up and share and then everyone was like contributing it was just it was so healing honestly I was like 
not sure what to expect and not sure if it was going to be my vibe, but I absolutely loved it. Love um, that so much. Yeah. Can't wait I, to hear about it. Yeah, I'm excited to share more of the juicy stuff with you. But yeah, that's been my week. So today, guys, we are joined by a very special guest, Jade Cook. She is the powerhouse wonder woman behind the Brow Bible Academy. Um, she has grown an internationally recognized beauty brand from absolutely nothing to a hugely successful seven-figure business with multiple income streams consisting of products and supplies, education and training, and her mentorship program. Um, Her story is very inspirational. She's overcome some massive hurdles and challenges to get where she is today, Um, and she's now regarded as one of the biggest names in the brow industry. So welcome, Jade. It's lovely to have you. Thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here. (laughs) So to kick us off, do you want to tell us a little bit about how your business model currently looks? Yes. Absolutely. Um, so currently, it was um, two years ago, I structured it in the way that I'm currently running my business. Um, but I now have a location free business, 100% all online. And that happened about two years ago. Um, I recently just launched at the beginning of this year, a mentorship program, which has turned out to be a six figure coaching program within the space of like six months of launching it. I know. Insane. That's insane. Um, super, super exciting. It is definitely. Um, and so, yeah, that's where I'm at the moment with my business. So good. We love that it's all online too, especially in this day and age. Yeah. But oh my God, absolutely. Because you're currently in Dubai. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I am. I missed that part out. I am. I'm location free and I'm based in Dubai. <laughs> so I, I sold my salons once I sold them and went 100% online. Um, I was like, I need to fill out, fulfill this dream of moving out to Dubai. And then, yeah, here I am with my little boy and my husband. What a vibe. Yeah, that's definitely on our list of places to go. CC trips. Mm, yeah. Yeah. We'd have yeah to you, must, you must come and visit. Yeah, yeah, we've kind of planned, I don't know if this is like a secret or not, but we've planned to do like <laughs> a podcast Dubai trip. So we'll definitely be in a loop on that one. Yeah, we'll just bleep, we'll just bleep out the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm interested because Jess has said so many incredible things about your story. So can you tell us a bit a bit about how you ended up with this current business model? What got you here? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I kind of stemming back to like the start of my business journey. I um, started with having salons to begin with and just started on my own, built from the ground up. And, um, and I ended up creating, um, I had a salon in Cairns, far north Queensland and Sunshine Coast. And I was flying between the two. Um, I've done lashes, brows, cosmetic tattooing. Um, with building a, a huge clientele with cosmetic tattooing, I was, that's why I was flying between the two salons to look up for those clients. On the exterior, everyone was like, oh my God, you're so successful. You have these two salons. You've got this brand. You've built up this, you know, business for yourself. And I was probably like the like most stressed I've ever been in my life. So I was not feeling very successful myself because I the lifestyle just wasn't there. It was like, it was enjoyable to begin with. And then it just started kind of, I started to feel like I had resentment towards it. I was just overworked. I was burnt out. I was stressed. I was overwhelmed. I was, every morning I'd wake up, I felt like I was waking up with anxiety, thinking, oh my God, what problem am I going to have to deal with today? Like what staff members going to be in sick? What clients are going to be unhappy? And it was just, it, it kind of turned into this like ball of just, just stress and 
I knew I took accountability and I knew that I created this monster so I can uncreate it and like create a lifestyle for myself. And it was kind of like a question that I asked myself was, what do you want? Like, what lifestyle do you want for yourself? What do you want to be able to create? And I've always been very driven to create whatever it is that I wanted to create. I'm originally from the UK. I was so driven to be able to move over to Australia and make that happen. Um, so many other things. But um, once I kind of asked myself that question, I was like, right, I need to just figure out what those steps look like now to be able to create a 100% like location free business. And um, I, around that time, I'd gone to a business conference and um, the guy at the business conference that was presenting it, he said, when you can make money online and make money when you're sleeping, then you've made it. And I'm like, I want to know how to do that. I want to sleep and make money. Like, how do I do that? <laughs> we love so, that. And yeah. actually, Meg and I, like, will sometimes send each other, like, we'll wake yeah. up to messages from each other being, like, um, XOXO. A screenshot. Yeah, like a screenshot of, yes. like, someone buying something in, during the night, like, while we were literally asleep. And we'll be like, yes. making money while we sleep. Like, this is it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I know. And I'm not sure if you're on Shopify, but I'm, yeah. I'm sure they've the done ping? this, like, psychologically. The, the ping. The ping. Oh, my God, the Ping. I love the ping. <laughs> yeah, like ping, someone spent money. Ping, I'm like, and it's like ka-ching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a ka-ching. That is exactly it's right. It's a ka-ching. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a um, So my mum is heavily involved in my business. Oh, my God, I like, love her so much. I don't even know how I would have got to this point without her. And I'm that with her. I'll message her or she'll message me. And she'll be like, ka-ching. Like, oh my god, I love that. And I'm like, yes. That's so good. <laughs> so that's me and her sharing those things. Can I also so just say, say with that though as well, I think when people start they don't have any gratitude for like each individual Milestone. sale or yeah, yeah, and I think they then waiting to get to this certain point to celebrate those things. But like I remember when Absolutely. I first sold my first evergreen program and it's like mm-hmm. it was like 30 bucks a week and I was like oh, God, and I still get yeah. equally as excited today about those sales. Amazing, yeah. And I think, absolutely. yeah, I think that's definitely important to continue to recognize your small wins because I feel like the bigger you get and the more successful you become, the easier it is to not do that. And I think mm. it, you, you're yeah. like, I think we talked about this recently, Meg, but like recognizing the small wins are still wins because you can get so mm. caught up in just waiting for the next huge milestone and the following one to be even bigger than that and so on and so forth. But yeah, I think a huge part of like our success, probably all three of us, I would say from what I mm. like, cause I obviously know you guys both well, like we are mm. always very grateful for what we like for those small wins. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I definitely found that there was a part of myself that I lost along the way when it was just kind of like this money just rolling in and it's wild. Like the more that comes in, the more you spend and then mm. you stop kind of celebrating those small wins. And once I kind of recognized that was being lost, then I consciously then made the effort to be like, I can't just be just about the big wins because then you're not enjoying enjoying the journey of like mm. getting to those big wins it's like you're just racing to get to that and oh my god life's too short to just be like I just need to get over this I just need to get over this because there's always something so that's when you celebrate those small links along the way you enjoy the journey a lot more too and mm. I think that's so powerful that you recognize that your business wasn't in alignment with your values and your purpose mm. and your like goals and mm. maybe it was pri- like previously and that's why you were so successful regardless but like I think yeah. that's so powerful because I think a lot of people, a lot of Alice's too, will, will be stuck with where they're at and they're like, they'll be unhappy mm. with where they're at in their career or their life mm. or their relationship or whatever it is. And 
they don't realize that they have the power to like, they're the only one that can make the choice to can make that change yeah. yeah absolutely and you know I'm actually surprised because I thought I was kind of like on my own when I was going through this like these feelings of feeling stuck or like where do I go from here or what's next and like oh, I thought this was kind of like my life of just having the salons and I hadn't thought of any other like different direction and um, since starting the mentorship there's actually a lot of businesses out there that do get to a point in their business where they're like okay, I've done this and I've achieved this and this is great. But then now what's my next step? Where do I go from mm. here? And feeling a bit lost. So like yeah. you can still, you can have success, but then all of a sudden stop feeling very lost too. So, you know, that's where I found um, the business coaching and mentoring has really helped a lot of businesses to give them um, more guidance now to go, hey, there's actually more to your business than just this. You can actually go so down so many different avenues, but what is it that you want? And I think the world of like that we live in with social media, that can make us feel very overwhelmed and confused and lost because you see all these others doing we're launching a cosmetic line we're launching online classes we're doing all these things we're doing in-person training oh is that what I'm meant to do am mm. I meant to do all these things as well and then it's that you know um feeling of uh comparison and like, oh my god I'm falling behind everyone's doing all these things and I'm stuck here doing this yeah um, so that can become such an issue for a lot of people I too. love that what you just said because I think two things that came to mind then is because obviously all three of us do like kind of different um, versions of mentorship or business coaching but Mm -hmm. I think that what like I know you'll totally agree with this both of you is that a lot of business owners or people wanting to start out in business wherever they're at in their journey they actually can't see the options available to them and they can't see the possibilities that are available in terms of where they go with their business um absolutely so i love that we can help empower people to get go clear on their value yeah, and, and, and go yeah, in a direction absolutely. that's right for them rather than going mm. to a direction that they think they should do because that's what everyone else in the industry is doing and exactly, also yeah and also like making sure that they're not hopping from one thing to the other because a lot of people leave a lot on the table because they are chasing like, Mm. you know, they're following everything on social media. So they start one thing and then go, oh, no, I should be doing this. And so Mm. they haven't built whatever the first thing is to its full potential before moving on. Yeah, that's literally what it stems down to is their why and their purpose and what lifestyle they're wanting to try and create for themselves. Mm-hmm. And without understanding your why and your purpose, it's very hard to understand what direction to go into. And with my mentorship program, that's actually my very first thing that I cover before I go into anything. I'm like, okay, it, yes, this is about business, but it's also about your life too. So many people can allow their business to just consume themselves and that's all they end up doing. And that's what happened to me. And that's why I know how to talk about this because it happened to me. Like I woke up, I'm sure I dreamt about my business. I like woke up, I was just business. It was like the first thing in the morning, the last thing at night. It was just business, business, business. There's always something happening and going on. And I was like, I I need to put a stop to this. Like I'm here too. I'm a person. I have feelings. Like I was so worried about everybody else. Um, trying to you know make everyone else happy it was like I lost my own happiness so I think yeah people can um, just get lost along the way with um, just trying like focusing on what everyone else is doing but when you come back to yourself and like what is it that I want what is it that I want to be able to create and what is it that I want for like my family and things like that Mm. too that um, it starts to kind of define like where you want to go in your path so I think it's like the first part that everyone should figure out first uh, before knowing what next step to take. For sure. And like success or what someone wants out of life will look very different from one person to the next. Mm. Someone might 
be really happy working there, like small business and that's that. Mm, and then some absolutely. people might want to have, you know, be an entrepreneur and have like seven, eight, whatever, whatever figure businesses and exactly. not, not value balance as much or whatever it may be. So yeah, that's so important to get clear on that first for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, so Jade, <laughs> let's circle back a little bit to your background because I know that you have overcome quite a lot of hurdles and challenges to get where you are today. And I think that it's very inspiring um, for the listeners to understand that anything is possible and you really can do anything you set your mind to. Um, so can you share with us a little bit about where it all started and these yeah. massive hurdles that you've had to overcome to get where you are today? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I know I quickly mentioned before, I'm um, originally from um, the UK and from there I just had this drive and wanted to just be able to live in Australia at some point. Um, I worked on cruise ships and did a couple of contracts on cruise ships working in the spa. Um, once I finished with that, I'd saved up enough money and I was like, right, this is the year. I'm going to go do it. I think it was like 2011, 2012, like going back so many years now. Well, so you've um, really been and- in the beauty industry already for so, so long. Yeah, yeah. Like literally, so I'm 32 now. Um, I can't believe I'm 32. That sounds so weird, but I'm 32 now. So worry about it. I'm 33. Um, still so can't sad. get used to it. Still can't get used to it. I'm like, how? How did that happen? So uh, yeah, back when I was like 16, I like did my beauty studies. And then when I finished, like literally turned 18, I think it was my 18th birthday, I went for the interview on the cruise ship and um, I got the job. Well, that was when I got accepted. It was my 18th birthday. That's right. And then um, I had to go down to London, do some training before um, heading out. And then I was just sent halfway around the world. And like I, my geography back then was still pretty good because I've always been interested in like different parts of the world. But I was sent, was sent to Puerto Rico and I had no idea what where Puerto Rico was. And I didn't know how dangerous it was. And the taxi just dropped me off at this random place and I was walking around the streets and like, those of you that know how dangerous Puerto Rico is, you don't want to be walking around there. Anyway, especially it's like a down. little, like pretty blonde, like eighteen little blonde beauty yeah, queen, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like prancing around with suitcase, like. Oh, um, and then I remember. And also for. For the record, Meg and I are still geographically challenged to this day. I literally so. was thinking, I don't know anything about Puerto Rico. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I find wild? Even people within Australia don't even know where different parts of Australia is. I was blown away when I got to Australia and I was like, oh, you know, this place, this mm. I said I was moving to Sunshine Coast. People kept saying, so how's Gold Coast? And I'm like, no, yeah. no, no, Sunshine Coast. Like, I think people so know, confused. like... People know the Gold Coast, Sydney and Melbourne, and that's it. Yes. But I think yeah, if you're, like, from Europe or the UK, you have a much broader, like, perspective yeah. because there's so much more around and we're just, like, on our yeah. own in this random... Yeah, like... in your own little bubble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But to be fair, that's actually a true point because in the UK, I don't really know much about the UK, like, different yeah. places. I know mm. the main places, but then if people go, do you know where this? And I'm like, I have no idea. They're like, what? Yeah. It's near here. And I'm like, oh, that's near where I live. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know if it's got something to do with maybe like the generation and I don't know whether this is just an excuse but this is what I came up with when I went back to the UK and I realized I'm like we didn't have Google Maps when we grew up we had mm. no like there's yeah. no such thing right so like now everyone knows where everything is because of Google Maps but back then it was like I remember mom taking us on a school holiday trip this is going totally off subject by the way but like <laughs> no, we do that all the time babe. it's so fun <laughs> yeah or like pulling like, out the reference yeah yeah 
<laughs> so like I'm like, oh my god, that just shows my age. I'm not like I know I'm not that old, but I'm just like, wow, things have changed so yeah, drastically in such a short space of time. But here we are. So back to my story on me trying to find where my hotel is when I'm starting the cruise. Um, and so I just have to share this little part because I just think it's incredible. But I've never even been on a cruise ship in my life, so I didn't know like how do you actually enter the boat. Like, where's the door? Yeah, like, that's I wouldn't even know that. Question. Yeah. <laughs> where's the door? <laughs> so I, I was mesmerized. I'm like, I need to find where the store is. I'm looking forward to just seeing how it ends. Like, big ass boat. Woke up in the morning and um, went upstairs to have breakfast, and I could just see the top of the boat. And I was like, oh my god, that's going to be my home for the next nine months. Like, this is wild. And um, so cool. I found where the door was. I managed to find the door, and they have like a gangway that walks up into like part of the ship. Anyway, so I made it on, and um, the rest is history. So yeah, I did two contracts, so two nine month contracts, and was around like um, the Caribbean and um, different parts of America. The second trip I did over in. Um, in Europe and then yeah from there I was like right I want to fulfill this dream of moving out to Australia and I have can I just ask about the cruise did you go by yourself you said by yourself hey yeah Yeah. I think that's also like so on brand with like what Meg and I (laughs) always talk about with like how you've actively pushed yourself out of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. at 18 on your own to create opportunities for yourself like that's huge that's exactly right you could not have worded it any better than that honestly that's what I like looking back that's what I'm proud of myself of like when I think back to how young I was like some 18 year olds like still haven't even left home and like don't even know what the worlds are like and I'm sending myself halfway across the world Mm. to be like let's just see what happens like and that from what I know yeah for sure and from like me knowing you through the industry like it's very prevalent that that Mm. is like who you are like as a person because you continue to seek out opportunities you don't just wait for them to fall into your lap which I love exactly that's right yeah and I think that if anyone can take a message from that is exactly that like go out and find your own opportunity don't expect it to fall into your lap um and I think that that's just something that I've continued on through and through through my own personal life and through business as well is I go out there and I get it and it also gives you the chance to find what works for you and what you like and enjoy because mm. if you just try one thing you don't know yeah. like you've got nothing to compare to like one career let's say exactly. but even in your business I know that you actively seek out all these opportunities and make things happen for yourself and your business so you know mm. you might launch or create or try these all these new business opportunities and then you can really mm. niche down on what you actually like because you've tried so That's many it. things like Absolutely. Yeah. I've never been something that I've gone, oh, someone's doing that. And uh, obviously you take inspiration. I'll hold my hand up to that for sure from others that are around you all the time. But, you Mm -hmm. know, it's been something that I'm like, I I need to just go and test it for myself and see if that's something that I want to do, want to try, want to whatever. And it's not about giving up. It's just um, I've made it happen. I made the cruise ships. I did two contracts. So I went back for a second time. And then it's like, okay, cool. What can I do now? I wanted to fulfill my dream of moving out to Australia okay, I have this beauty experience. I have this um, skill set that I can take anywhere in the world now. That was what I wanted to do beauty for because I was like, wow, I want to travel the world. Cruise ships, well, that allows me to do that. And then from there, okay, cool, then I can take this skill set anywhere around the world. And I just remember my teacher in beauty school saying that. She's like, once you have this skill set, like you can make money anywhere. And I'm like, wow, actually, yeah, you can. And I, I think that that was the security for me to know, well, I can take this anywhere and I'll be able to find a job and do something. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what I was able to do when I um, came to Australia as well. 
people can quantify what they have to lose but not what they have to gain. And so, like, a lot of people won't take these risks because they're comfortable and they can see, like, you know, they can list in their head all the things that they're going to potentially lose but you're missing out on like so many opportunities and like all three of us like the most the biggest opportunities well I assume that we've all Mm -hmm. had come from putting yourself in those uncomfortable situations and pushing yourself out of what you're currently doing absolutely yeah definitely you have to get out of your comfort zone to be able to grow and um and pivot and um scale and all the things you know you definitely have to get out of your comfort zone anyone that you look at whatever success looks like looks like to you in your eyes because success can be you know many different forms whatever success looks like you, you will find that that person has stepped out of their comfort zone at some point or another in their life to or multiple times even to allow of that growth and that success to have happened and um, and when you see that then you're like wow okay I need to change something I need to shake some things up here I need to get out and do something a little bit different I reckon grow pivot and scale are three of probably all three of our favorite Um, words yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) do them all yeah literally so you then came to Oz yes then came to Australia yet to fulfill my other dream I have many dreams and I make sure I fulfill them so they're never just a dream they're like I didn't realize like I actually never knew the word manifestation um, or manifesting until I came to Australia and I realized that I'd actually been doing it the whole time like throughout my whole life mm. so I would now would say like it's not a um, dream it's like something I've manifested and made happen so it's something I look at and say I'm going to make that happen whether it's now or in 10 years time I'm going to make it happen so one of the places when I um, arrived in Australia um, I really had a fascination with what documentary and I was like wow that place looks incredible I need to visit that place and like even experience living there with Dubai and here I am 10 years later I made it happen but I literally had that goal anyone that knew me going back then I was like I'm moving to Dubai one day when I met my now husband um I said to him would you live in Dubai one day because I'm going to live there one day and he was like yeah sure like okay (laughs) and I'm like (laughs) been with him now like 11 years and it was like 10 years later we made it happen happen and the whole time every year okay next year we'll make it happen okay next year we'll make it but it was like it wasn't that I was like just talking it up I knew in my head I was always living I would or I was already living there right I like envisioned that no I'm going to be there at some point and so it was not that I was talking it up it was that I was um, speaking it into existence Mm. and that's what I find with anything that I've ever done I think the biggest thing that people get twisted with manifestation though is that when you, you know, envisioning whatever it is you want to achieve mm. or whatever it is in your life, you're then going to consciously make more steps towards exactly. creating that opportunity for yourself. Whereas if you don't even have that vision in the first place, then everything you're kind of just running on autopilot. I want to highlight that autopilot. I think that a lot of us can get stuck on that autopilot and we're just mm, this yeah. like menial day of just we get up, we eat, we go mm. to work, we come back, we do it all over again. It's just like shake you out of autopilot and be like this is your life you can create anything you want whatever you set your yes, mind to yes that's very powerful i think the other thing with manifestation too is like and even just from hearing you talk about those experiences like you have to be vibrating at that same frequency of the thing that you're trying to attract so like the way that you were so positive and grateful and all those high frequency emotions like you were vibrating at that frequency that's going to allow those things to happen that you're absolutely yeah absolutely yeah one of the girls that was working in my salon at the time she's um had a little girl she was like jade like after i'd like 
I had my little boy and came into the salon and showed like showing him off as you do. And she was like, you're a unicorn. Like what the hell? And I was like, just laughing that I'm like, she's like used the word unicorn because I'm just like, anyone can do this, but it just seems so surreal. But I, I, I completely agree with the, you know, the energy that you put out, you're going to attract to and making yeah. sure that you're like aligned with that and really truly believe it and put it out there. And I did a um, hypnobirthing. I'm not sure if anyone's ever heard of that because yeah, I would love to absolutely do that. You have to. It completely changed. Like me and my husband knew he did it, and it completely changed our mindset and going into our first child, especially for your first one. There's so many, you know, uncertainties. You don't know what's going to go on. You don't know what's Mm going to happen. You don't know how you're going to feel. You don't know all these things. But at the same time, you the things that you do have control of, which is your mind and your mindset, and what you do want to be able to have out of it, you just you know, talk that into existence and, and, you know, really, truly believe that's what's going to happen too. So, yeah, yeah I think I need to get back to my story. I keep going oh, yeah. subject. No, we do this all the time and it actually ends up being like the juice. <laughs> Our favourite episodes, yeah. Because yes. then it's more like, yeah. I feel like then it's more authentic too. It's not just like a bloody interview. Mm. Yes, no, I love it. I love it. I, I feel like, I'm, no, I'm not just saying this because I'm on here right now, but there's something that you two bring out of me that I'm like, you've brought out so many different stories that I've never spoken <laughs> on any other podcast before. Oh my God, love that. Because I'm just like, I'm just vibing both of you. Like the questions Aww. you're asking is amazing and like, it's a conversation, you know? It's yeah. It's, it's so much fun. Well, I was just Yay. thinking earlier, like, I love how now I'm just, we'll just all give each other compliments. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, but I, from like the, the moment you jumped on the podcast, I'm like, she's so certain about everything she's saying, which I love. And when you have a yeah. meeting with her too, it's <laughs> like, it's like that as well. Like, yeah, you're very that. assertive, Jade. And I love that in a person because. It's like don't yeah. dilly dally around. Like we're here for yeah. a purpose, and it like, gives. Yeah, we're here I, with intention. <laughs> I feel like it gives yeah. me permission to show up like that as well. Absolutely, mm-hmm. I feel that way when I meet those type of people too. I am um, really am attracted, like magnetized to people that are very much that way, and people that aren't and like aren't really like looking for that, or you know, kind of like in that same energy can actually find it very intimidating. And I actually very had so. yeah. issues with my staff because of that too because they were like you're scary you're not approachable and I was like I'm the loveliest person in the world well I think so anyway like I try to be the nicest person I can like what do you mean I'm not approachable and one day it hit me I seen there was this client of mine she came in she was always dressed so perfect like in a suit not not in a full-on suit but you know like nice shirt she was like businesswoman she came in with confidence she walked in she was very same thing, same kind of energy. I loved her. She's my favorite client. The girls were petrified of her. Oh, no, no, I can't do her brows. Oh, my God, no. She was the loveliest person ever. Like, mm. so lovely. We created yeah. such a great bond. And I was like, whoa, hang on a minute. What they're intimidated by is her confidence. Mm. Because she's a successful businesswoman. She, you know, makes her own money. She's, you know, she has her shit together. She walks in with confidence. It's that energy that, like, you know, comes off her when she walks in. It's not, she wasn't being cocky. She's the loveliest person ever. She'd walk through and it's just the way she held herself. And I'm like, wow, like other women or, you know, other people can be intimidated by that type of energy. And it was, yeah, a massive eye opener to me. I was like, wow, okay, this is a thing. That is so important for our listeners to hear as well because Mm. if you show up in the opposite way, you're going to attract people that show up in that way as well. 
Absolutely. So you need yeah. to be, yeah. I know um, that a lot of people may have heard this before about the whole saying, like, um, the top five people you surround yourself with, that's who, like, you kind of, like, you know, get a lot of your energy and traits and stuff from. And I cannot agree with that anymore. However much you think that it's a saying or a thing or what, it's it's true. It's like mm. who you surround yourself with and who you speak to and the conversations you have, that is what is going to help your growth too. Um, personally, in your own personal life as well as business. So um, no That has Talk Toby to Me podcast written all over it. <laughs> <laughs> and also we've done an app on communication and it, talking about the difference between being aggressive versus assertive. Like the only mm. people that get offended or take those assertive traits that way are because they are assigning an, a meaning to it that is based on mm. their own experiences and their own beliefs or whatever. Mm. Whereas there's Absolutely. no meaning behind being assertive apart from the meaning that person Absolutely. gives to it. And I yeah. could totally relate to the to you saying that impacted you with staff because I can reflect back on staff that I've had that were also very intimidated by that assertive Mm -hmm. language versus like the Emily's of the world who Emily and I are both like that. And we don't like, if I say, can you do this? Or she says, can you give me this? Cause I need it for this. There's no Mm -hmm. meaning. We don't place any meaning on that, any emotional meaning behind that. Whereas I've had staff in the past that have placed an emotional meaning on that about what me saying that, what that means about them. And it's got literally nothing to do with them, but it's either to do with their past trauma or their experiences or their like parents or their beliefs or religion or whatever it is. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, I can totally resonate with Absolutely. that. Absolutely, we yeah. always talk about like the people that you surround yourself with really truly matter yeah. absolutely and I talk like going back to the assertiveness as well is like and um, and having that confidence like this is like the knowledge I have and what I know and and it also comes down to like brand authority um, mm. that kind of like complements that if you're putting you know you're trying to create this authority for yourself within your industry and within your business and then someone jumps on the phone has a conversation with you jump on a whatever it is where they actually get to meet you if you're not assertive and you don't show confidence in like the, the knowledge you have behind your brand and or your skill set or whatever then people are going to doubt you and kind of go hang on a minute the way that you show up on as a brand and the way that you are in person is two completely different things so it doesn't align but brand authority you need to be able to kind of have it aligned with your values and who you are too meg and i both like aggressively nodding yes yes we agree (laughs) well i was just thinking whenever I go to any into any business or I'm hiring anyone for anything and I'm hiring them because they're the expert if they are not like that I'm like well not because Mm -hmm. I don't want to I don't want you to ask me my opinion I want you to tell me what I need (laughs) yeah absolutely yeah I'm actually in the process of looking for a new social media manager um my the the social media manager I've got at the moment um she is um stepping into a different direction in her business love her to death she's been the most incredible thing I've been with her for the past three years so it's kind of like how do I find my unicorn because she was literally the unicorn for me um but um, I've been interviewing um social media managers and it's so interesting interviewing so many different types of personalities and people um and then just seeing like you said that you know don't ask me those questions like Mm. I want to know what you can provide for me and my business what you can do and one question um someone asked was like okay so what would you like to gain from me like what would you like me to bring to the table um like what you want to be able to um achieve if if you're able if you're hiring me and I it wasn't quite those words but something around the lines of that and I thought it was such a great question to be like that's so great that you care enough to go I want to be able to achieve this for you like what Mm. do you want from me coming on board 
if, mm. if, if I can help with that, I will tell you. And if I can't, I'll put you in a different direction. And I loved the assertiveness of her to say, this is what I can pr provide for you and help you. And absolutely, yeah, I can help with that. And if I can't, maybe I have someone that I know, or maybe I'm not the person for you. And I loved how she was so confident to be like, either you're with me or you're not. And that's okay. You know, mm. I was laughing. I was sorry. laughing earlier when we were talking about it because it's literally Amber to the T, my marketing manager. She's like, I could say anything to her and she'd just like, yep, yeah, okay, I'll get it done. Or like, yeah. just, she's just, she just that's knows Emily. that I'm just like straight into the point. Yeah. And yeah, actually, yeah. I remember Meg saying to me once that she told. Yeah, I on our first ever only, meeting. No, it I was think, Amber. Oh, she she literally. Oh, I don't know if In we're our... talking about the same thing, but you literally. I remember you said you messaged her saying, "Just want to preface before we start working together. If <laughs> that I, it's unlikely I'm ever going to say hi. How are you? Like when yeah, I start a text, I'm just going to be like, can you do this? Can you do that? <laughs> and then we have conversations outside of work that are about life and all those things. Like I'm not an absolute. <laughs> bitch <laughs> but like no, but when it comes to the work you're yeah. getting straight to the point glad so. to hear that i'm not on my own with that i also <laughs> feel like on that note like when we're hiring like on the note of hiring and someone that you're hiring or interviewing being assertive is we're hiring as a business owner to take something off our plate. So if they yes. can't show that they're going to be assertive and be able to do the task without with minimal input then why would we mm. pay someone to do it if we're going to have to contribute exactly. so much anyway so, yeah, absolutely. we love an assertive employee. Yes, absolutely, definitely. Anyway, back to um, the story. Yes, back to the story. <laughs> like, fourth time lucky. <laughs> Classic us. We will get there one day. Um, so, yes, going back to the story. Um, so, I uh, eventually moved over to Australia. And here's me, young and thriving. I moved over when I was 20 um, in December. And then I was 21 in the January. And uh, when I first moved over there, I'd just come off the um, cruise ship contract as well. So I just finished up the beginning of December, the cruise ship contract. While I was on there, I found like a little lump in the top of my thigh, um, went to the infirmary downstairs, like the nurse area on the board and said, you know, maybe a bit of a concern. And she's like, look, your contract's going to finish up. Just check it out when you get home. Went home to the UK, had it checked out and they were like, oh, it just looks like it's a cyst. Just like leave it alone. Like they pop up, they go away. It's all good. Okay, cool. Went to Australia, um, come the January, February. Um, the friend I was staying with at the time, her mom was a nurse. So she was like, well, if you like, we'll just go into the hospital. We'll have it tested out and um, and see, like, what it might be. They poked and prodded at it. And they were like, it might just be a cyst. Like, don't, like, worry anything about it. I'm like, okay, cool. But then it started to, like, like grow. It was like it grew at quite a rapid rate from, like, it being, like, beneath my skin to then raising out of my skin. And it was kind of like a small golf ball. That's how big it ended up getting in the end. So it was growing at quite a rapid rate. And it started kind of, like, having this throbbing pain to it. And I'm like, something's just not right. Then I went to another doctor after seeing so many already. And, um, and this particular doctor said, and look, if it's a concern, we'll just lance it out. It's a procedure to send it off, get it tested, and then we'll go from there. Okay, cool. Someone wants to do something about it. Okay, let's do it. So um, I had that done. And two weeks later, when um, the test results came back, he then broke the news to me that it was actually a tumor in the top of my thigh. And it's not benign. So it doesn't just stay localized. Like it will start spreading across my whole body. And one of the, um, the particular cancers that it was, was one that would attack my lungs first. So I had to keep getting my lungs and my chest get... Um, like checkups on um and then between when i found out i think it was like the um April, uh, the march time i think it was like five or six months i had to wait until um an operation date came through to fly down to brisbane by the way i'm also on a holiday working visa at this point so then i was kind of like oh my god is my australia dream about to crash and burn and i have to go back to the uk like i know my health was important but i was always kind of like 
I don't want to have to go to the UK if I don't need to. And like super grateful for um, the reciprocal rights of um, Australia and the UK. I was able to get the healthcare system and be able to have all the treatment and stuff done in Australia. And so I was able to stay, thank goodness. So yeah, then I kind of went through all of that then flying down um, to have my operation. My mom was able to um, fly over just for a couple of weeks and help look after me after the operation because I couldn't um, walk on that leg. I was in um, a splint and I had to have help being showered and all, all the things. Then when that all was removed, I had to wait for that to recover. Um, and then the back end of the year, then I went in for radiation. Um, and the radiation was the most painful part out of all of it. And like mentally, like the whole thing was just mentally like, you know, you have to be strong through all of this because, you know, you've not got your health. So what else do you have? You have your mindset and just kind of having things like, I want to be able to achieve this and do that. And I did want to eventually open up my own business. I already have, always had this in me with like, I want to have my own business one day. And, um, and so I just kind of have, stay focused on being like, I'm going to, see the day and live to be able to do all of these things and just stay focused on that and it's going to be fine I'm just going for my treatment I'm going to be healing and so yeah through the radiation it was like six weeks straight Monday to Friday every day I would go in and have the radiation and um, it was basically just like someone's got a blowtorch to your leg initially it's kind of like bad sunburn and then eventually it's just like someone's got a blowtorch to your leg and no joke my leg was like black it was disgusting. Wow. Like it was wow. painful to sleep. Like you can't put bandages over it. It was uh, yeah, a mess for a very long time. Had you started Sorry. working in Australia before all this happened? Yeah. So I had my working holiday visa and um, I firstly just was in a beauty salon um, initially when I first arrived in Townsville. And then um, I visited Cairns, loved Cairns and was like, I want to move to Cairns. So in the midst of Oh, I'm going through cancer treatment right now. I'm like, I'm going to move to a new place. So I moved from Townsville to Cairns with, with not knowing anyone. I ended up meeting a guy up there and um, I um, ended up just like ended up renting like, share, like a shared apartment um, in the city. I didn't have a car or anything at the time. And so it was just kind of like, okay, I need to be in the city. So everything is like walking distance. Um, and then, yeah, I was so lucky that the guy who I was seeing at the time, his family just kind of took under their wing and um, his mom and his sister, especially like they were, they would take me to my hospital appointments and things like that when I couldn't get there. Um, but then, yeah, work-wise, the place that I was working at at the time, um, when I started going through this treatment, I obviously couldn't be there as frequent and as like much as I could. And they totally understood. I was very lucky that I ended up in a workplace that were very understanding to the situation and um, were happy for me to just kind of like come and go like with all these different hours. And they didn't really have too many hours for me anyway, so it kind of worked out well. So it was like, oh, that's okay. We only have a few hours for you anyway, so that works out um, perfect. And then from there, um, after I'd finished my treatment, um, I needed more hours and needed more money. I didn't have that much money with what I was like being able to live off. I didn't have help from the government um, in regards to like paying me. I was just trying to work some hours so I could eat food. And I think that was about it. That was, that's all I could really do, to be honest. Um, so yeah, financially struggling as well as then all the other things as well. And, um, and then going through the treatment, the radiation, once I finished my last session, it was just kind of healing from there. And then I found um, work at this brow bar, and that's where the world of brows kind of started. I was at this brow bar. So, um, yeah, and that's where it kind of all began from there. But um, obviously, yeah, I'm healed. I was in remission for four years and then got the all clear. I was like, yeah, everything's all good. Um, had another little scare not too long after that with like another lump that kind of popped up at the side of where the other one was. And he said, don't worry, it's just fatty tissue that's kind of built up into a bit of a ball around the area, but it's nothing to worry about. And I've had it since then. So everything's all good from there. But yes. Thankfully, got through that. So that was one of my hurdles. 
starting my Australian adventure. That was like my first year in Australia. Wow, that's wild. Yeah. And also so amazing that you like overcame that, like nowhere near like anyone that you know. Yeah, I know, I know. I think when you go through something like that with like no family, thankfully, you know, I'd um, had, you know, I'd made a couple of friends and they, I think everyone was kind of just like, oh my God, this poor girl, she's on the Mm -hmm. other side of the world. Everyone was kind of saying, go back home, Jade, because that's the easy thing to do, right? Just go back home where your family and your friends are. But I was so determined to be like, no, I came here to live my Australian dream. And if I'm going to survive this, I still want to be here. And the reason why I didn't want to go back is like I come from um, a single mom. We don't have a lot of money. We've had to create our own opportunity, our own finances. And so for me to go back, I wouldn't have been able to get back to Australia. I wouldn't have been able to afford to have gone back. And so that was my fear of I don't want to go back. I've made it this far and I'm not going back. If I could be Mm. here, have my treatment, make it happen here. Even if I am on my own, I'll make it happen. I feel like after everything you've just said, Jade, something that's come to mind that is so important for everyone to understand is that the one thing that all business owners share, the one trait that we all share is that we're all so resilient and we Mm -hmm. will look adversity in the eye and tackle whatever the challenge is like head on. And I think that's something that every successful business owner shares for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Like find a solution and not just worry about the problem. It's like, okay, what's the solution from this? Mm. So on the back of all of that wild story, (laughs) what do you feel like's been the biggest catalyst for your growth to getting where you are now? Yeah, I feel like two things. Um, Building my brand um, has been a massive um, part of, of my growth, um, staying very relevant throughout all of that, um, like the changes that happen throughout business and um, and also collaborations as well, like collaborating with other, like leveraging from other people's audiences that are similar to what mine are. And, um, you know, it's not about how far can I get on my own. It's about what community can I build and how can we like help each other and uplift each other and you know support each other? And if someone's struggling to find a certain something or someone, like here, here you go. I use this person. Try that. Mm. See if that works for you. Mm. Like just supporting each other and um, helping each other because we're all on our own path at the end of the day. Even if we are in similar industries or doing similar things, we're still all on our own path and our own mm. journey. For sure. And something that I feel like is relevant to that as well as we always say like you are your power so like people get afraid to collaborate because they're like well what if they you know take my clients or whatever but it's Mm -hmm. like there's enough for all of us and there's the right people for all of us jade and i talk about this every time we're on a meeting because we have a couple of really exciting collaborations coming up at the end of this year and next Mm -hmm. year and we whilst we do like a lot of different things in our businesses. We also do some that are similar. But again, Mm -hmm. we always say that to each other, like the people that are going to come to me are going to be different to the people that come to Mm -hmm. Jade. And Mm -hmm. like we have different things to offer whilst like our business models may be similar. We as people are different and we have, we are unique in what we, Mm -hmm. in how we show up and how we come to the table and what we, what value we provide. So like, Meg and I always say, like, you don't want to be friends with everyone. So why, like, not everyone wants to be friends with you. So, like, how arrogant is it to think that you are the only person that everyone should come Mm -hmm. to as a coach or a mentor or whatever? And even from from my experience with hiring coaches, like, I know a lot, the, the first question I always get from other coaches is, oh, but aren't you worried they're gonna 
take a client or like another Mm. huge one is, but the clients come to you for you. And yeah, I can't even explain how incredible it's been to build a team of coaches for like our community. Like it's, you're able to attract so many more people because you've got these different personalities mm. and different mm. vibes absolutely i know that's that's one of my missions as well is kind of like helping my industry and if they're wanting to get into coaching also help them with that too like i'm in coaching so it's like why would you teach someone the exact same thing but it's the same as brows like i did brows and i'm teaching people my skill set why would you do that it's like because there's always enough people to go around and one of the things that I, a lot of people don't understand is like have a niche and like I have a niche, but you're going to miss out on all these other people. Well, no, you're going to understand the language that you need to speak to be able to communicate to your niche, because the way that you speak to your niche and the way that you speak to other people, you know, you're not going to communicate the same way. You're not going to attract them the same way. So having a niche is so important to be able to define what it is that you offer, what it is that you help with and what you're able to do to be able to help like with the product and the service that you have and how is that going to be able to help and just getting really specific on that like the more specific Mm. you are the more aligned you are with your customer as well then yeah and I think that's such a lack mindset to ask those kinds of questions like what Meg was just saying too because Mm. all coaches have coaches and all mentors have their own mentors and all the big CEOs have mentors like you know and also on the niche thing, it's like very, it's very interesting that it's usually the people that are worried about niching down that don't mm-hmm. have any clients or yeah. sales to begin with. So, like, what are you Pipe worried down. about losing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pipe down. <laughs> like, worry so, about selling to one person before you try and worry about selling to everyone. Yeah, selling to everyone. For sure. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so. Actually, I had written down here, Jade, something that I noticed that is so strong in your business is your collaborations um, Mm. in terms of like it's like it helps you mutually grow your audience, like you said, and, you know, you're providing double the value to your audience because you're providing what you provide and then you're also sharing what someone else provides. So uh, what is it about collaborations that you find so beneficial to your business? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I guess like going back to what um, I said earlier on with, you know, sharing each other's audiences, you know, Mm. so why sit here and struggle and try to grow more sales and more clients and more leads on my own when there's another pool of fish that's exactly my identical like niche and audience over on the other side of you know whoever the business is that I'm collaborating with and then let's like join forces because it's not just Mm. like oh what can you do for me it's when you collaborate it's a 50 50 relationship it's like how can I help you and then how can you help me and I think that that's where people go wrong when they want to collaborate with someone whatever it might be in whatever area it's like what can you do for me but no 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 hold on a minute you need to understand like what do you bring to the table? What For value sure. do you bring? And when you understand and have clarity on that, then you're going to have a high a higher percentage of converting that collaboration and making it happen than, um, than coming to the table and saying, hey, can you help me with this? Yes. Like it's just, that's not how collaborations work. It's a 50-50 relationship. So um, I think that, and also build an authority as well. You know, if you if you collaborate with people that already have some sort of name or following in some way, in a good way, then, you know, being able to be associated with these people that are um, have that brand authority helps build on top of your brand authority as well. And um, so those two would be the highlight of why I find that it's an important part of your marketing structure of why that should be, you know, included. Is there anything mm-hmm. that you'd add to why, like for people listening who are still kind of afraid to collaborate, is there anything you'd add other than 
than what we were saying earlier about, you know, you are you and that's your power and everyone comes yeah. to different people for different things. Yeah. I think it comes and stems back down to like your why and like understanding that first and knowing like, okay, so if you're pretty confident in like where you're at in your business and where you want it to go and you have clarity on that, then like that will be great to be able to start bringing on you know collaborations now you can have collaborations with like influencers you might know someone that knows someone you can maybe hook up a collaboration with an influencer and like come in and visit your salon or whatever it might be but if you're wanting to do like another type of business concept with someone like it's not about like aiming high straight away like just aim small like just start off with you could even be with like someone that's maybe got a thousand followers or something, right? Or there's something similar that's in your niche. Even like this talk about like obviously micro influencers or, you know, mm. people with like a small audience, it tends to be more like even more niche down where it's like people that generally like follow and see everyone engage so really well. You might have yeah. engage really well and have like higher conversion rates. So just because of the following doesn't necessarily mean that, oh, I can't collab with them because they've only got this many. Um, people at a smaller following still bring value to the table too, but having clarity on knowing what you can bring and what they can bring. It could just be a local business, um, but making sure that you gain clarity on that. It doesn't matter how small or big they are, but I think just start with just one person that might be on a smaller scale. So it might not be as so scary, intimidating. Maybe that would be a great place to kind of begin. And I would also add to that is think about what your own strengths and weaknesses are as a business owner and what Mm. someone else could possibly bring to support your weaknesses potentially. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a great like way to look at it, to think, well, I'm really good at X, Y, Z. This person Mm. that I know in the industry is really great at A, B, C. And if we combine Mm -hmm. those, like that's going to be powerful. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So a final cue to wrap up, which we, it started as a, what's been your biggest failure in business, but I feel like everyone in business knows that failures always lead to lessons. So what has been your biggest lesson in business? Um, I would definitely say understanding my numbers and not just kind of palming it off and being like someone else can deal with that. Um, Numbers and planning. So I think they all kind of like go hand in hand. Um, And yeah, being able to actually get a grasp in like some, like even just a small understanding of um, taxes, the way that it works, company structure, um, budgeting, uh, all the things like just having a budget plan in place and knowing what your expenses are, what's coming in, what's going out and where to kind of delegate that I think has just been and such an important lesson. Like I ended up having, getting into a massive mess of um, palming it off to um, a terrible bookkeeper and accountant in the end ended up creating a um, debt towards me as a director, $150,000. And somehow I was meant to either pay tax on that or um, give it back to the company. So for about two and a half years, I paid myself like very little to be able to put it back into the company. So it was like I was paid a certain amount and then got it put back in again um, and and had to kind of go about it like that. So it is just an absolute mess. And I would never want anyone to go through that. And because I've been through something where I'm like, I thought I hired a good accountant. You know, they're, they're qualified. They have a certification, whatever. I had I hired a same bookkeeper, but it's just they don't take the same care the way that you do as a business owner. Mm. And once you go through something like that, that, that's a hell of a lot of money to just be like all of a sudden – put on your lap to be like, hey, you need to come up with the funds to pay either, you know, the tax on it or, you know, you need to give it back to your company. Like, it's just, it was just a mess. And to have took two and a half years to get out of it, the long time of your life to, like, get out of something like that because of someone else's fuck-ups. 
basically. I don't know if I can say that, but like because of that. Yes, so, you can say that. <laughs> um, like, I don't know if I'm like swearing oh, or not. Oh, babe, we swear like I, like I get okay, frequently just... telling me I swear too much. Yeah. <laughs> on, on <here. laughs> okay, just wanted to check. But yeah, so because of that, then it like I couldn't believe the situation that I was in because of someone else just not giving a shit about my company. And I was just like, wow, I've like hired you to do the right thing and you've done the wrong thing by me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was a massive eye-opener is making sure that, you know, your accountant is a part of your team. So just like anyone, you have to go through a process, like an interviewing process with them, making mm-hmm. sure that they tick all the boxes, who it is that you're looking for and what you want from them. And um, and also be okay with the fact that your accountants can change over time too. Like when I first started my business, I just needed a basic one. When I evolved, I needed a little bit more structure, I needed someone else. So I went to another company. Now with me being overseas, I need someone that understands overseas tax. So now I'm with another, um, another. well, I would, he's a friend actually, um, but now I'm with another company. So, you know, it's it, uh, your accountants can sometimes evolve with you with your growth too, depending on obviously what direction you go in your business. But that has been my biggest lesson. I feel that in my soul because something similar yeah. has happened to me. And I even had yeah. a coach at the time, like a business coach at the time when that this happened and it was like heavily the coach was heavily finance based and Mm -hmm. yeah no one flagged anything with me and it's like a very traumatic experience to go through to then have to get out of basically on your own Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah but but honestly like I have no regrets even it sounds fucked up Mm. but I have no regrets because otherwise like and I'm sure you can relate you wouldn't have learned Mm -hmm. otherwise Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing I think like with business, you know, sometimes you have to fall flat on your face for you to be like, and I can guarantee every very successful, massive business owner has fallen flat on their face many times. Yeah, absolutely. No, for sure. Yeah. If you're not, you're not taking big enough risks. Yeah. (laughs) Go hard or go home, baby. And actually that's that's been so prevalent with my business coaching clients with what you were saying about being afraid to change accountants. Like, so many mm. of them have had this accountant for like however long and they yeah. don't reply to them for 14 weeks and like they yeah. can't get yeah. in contact with them. And I'm like, just leave. But it's almost like people yeah. have this. Your like, accountant doesn't give a fuck if you leave. They're just literally. Like, no, like, they do not they just do not give but a they're shit. like, you're just a number. They yeah. don't give two yes. fucks and then if exactly. you leave. My accountant like sends me love hearts after our text messages. <laughs> <laughs> I love the accountant. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. We've loved having you. It's actually been oh, such, a, like, such a flowy chat. Um, so yeah, nice I to meet it. you as well. Yeah, I know you too, Meg. I've heard amazing things about you, so I was looking forward to come on here and have a little chat. But no, it's been amazing. I want to come back on and do it again. I'm like, can I join your podcast? I'm like, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> you can be like a regular, a regular. Yeah, guest. once a month. Um, Check in and parents. Yeah, yeah. So me where- thinking when we were talking about collaboration. So how can I do a nutrition collaboration for your team? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Do it. I'm like, hang on a minute. Like, hold that thought. I'm, I'll be coming back to you and be like, actually, Meg, I do need she, you for something. Yeah, she will. I I can guarantee yeah. Jade will yeah, be well, she'll hit you up yeah, yeah. I'm all in she, she'll have some either one of you or no, both of you will have some light bulb ideas moment. Are like yeah <laughs> I can guarantee that will definitely happen um so where can the listeners find you Jade if they want to like follow you on socials or find yeah. out more about what you what what offers you have yeah yeah um obviously we all have a good old website but no I think Instagram is always a good spot to kind of like um find me that's where I share a lot of good insights and juicy little things on there so um Instagram and then from Instagram link in the bio obviously links through to like any of my 
cosmetic products or um, online courses and then um, also um, now and then I'm offering like strategy calls if people are interested in my mentorship programs. So yeah, I'm about to launch all the new containers ready for next year. So I'm super excited to launch that. Um, but I'll be announcing all of that on uh, my Instagram and social media and stuff as well. So yeah, excited for that. Oh, good. So you've got Brow Bible Academy and you on Instagram yes. and Jade Cook Official yes. is your personal. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah, I just recently changed my Jade Cook Official as like my mentorship page. So like those that like are in my mentorship programs, I can share their wins. Anyone that's considering it, they can go over there and follow any like business tips and stuff that I share. So so been wanting to do that for a very long time now, so I'm finally glad I've made the jump and the leap. But, yeah, I have that page as well. Um, also, for anyone who's interested, Jade and I have an upcoming webinar that we are yeah. doing. It's literally a month. It's on the 22nd of October. Yeah, it's coming up so quickly. Yeah, so do you want to share a little bit about what we plan to do on that? Yes, definitely. So I know we've quickly kind of touched on it today about um, building like a luxury brand or like building a brand for yourself. Um, I feel that it's a subject that both of us have a lot of knowledge and expertise in in regards to building that and what it takes and what we've been able to do. Um, even building like our following, like when I started Brow Bible, literally started with zero followers and I've built it up and, you know, the followers now, it's at 111 or something. Um, either way, I also want to kind of stress the importance. So it's not just all about the followers either. And like the actual brand itself, like I really want to be able to highlight those topics and those subjects mm. and like how to be able to create that and how to do that for yourself too. And brand authority is such an important part of your business and should be part of your marketing structure and plan. And so it doesn't matter at what scale you want to build your business. Like you mentioned before, some people might just want to work from home and that's what they're happy and content with. And that's great. But still you want to be able to have um, something to kind of show up and showcase on. And I think that like social media is such a good place to start with. It's kind of like your resume, right, to your business. So yeah, diving deep into all those juicy things and so much more. And another exciting announcement that we're both going to share on there, which I cannot wait to share. So if you want to know about that, then you have to yeah. join us. That is top secret for now. I I'm, know. I'm literally, I told Megan, I was like, this is top secret, but I could pee my pants with excitement. Literally. Absolutely. 2024 absolutely. is going to be big. Oh, my God. It's going to be the year. And I've it's decided I'm year. getting involved. Yeah, Meg, Meg is. Yeah, that was an idea before yeah. you said. I was like, Meg's definitely going to get involved with it. So yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, so I think on the, on the back of that, what you said about the webinar is – I contribute most of my success in business to having that, like building that strong brand and that mm. luxury brand as well, because you attract yeah. a certain type of client and a certain type of person that looks for certain things when they want to invest money in a treatment yeah. or an edu a, a, like a course or mentorship program mm. or whatever it is out of the things yeah. you offer. And they look for certain things and they're qualified and ready to invest. So yeah. we really target certain people like on purpose to invest in our business. Exactly. And I think um, it makes business so much more flowy when you have that like yeah. really grounded mm. like branding. Absolutely. No, for sure. It has. It's been a massive part of my um, success too. So I'm excited for us both to chat about that and go into a little bit more detail about it. Well, thanks so much for joining <laughs> us. 
Um, we'll definitely Thank have to have you, you guys on again in the future. Absolutely. Um, I'll be down for that for sure. Love that. We trust you found value in this episode um, and we'd love if you could pay it forward and share this episode with someone that you think would find value in it because we want to help as many people as possible and it also helps us grow the podcast. Don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram at Pod. And you can find the link in our bio. We've actually just updated the link in our bio for our next episode on, well, I don't know if it's the next episode, one of the next episodes on triggers if you want to put in your anonymous triggers. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.